Hello and welcome back to the Two Halves Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson and I also have one of my friends here with me, Mike. Mike, say what's up. Hey, what's up? We're going to be talking a little MLS, a little international soccer, a little bit of this, a little bit of that today throughout the day. So we'll go ahead and get it started just by uh, what, what what have you been watching the past few weeks, Mike? Last weekend was all sporting Kansas City and then the United States men's national team had a game Sunday as well. So I watched both of those games over the weekend and then I know we'll talk about it in a bit. There was a huge match, uh, El Trafico in the Rose Bowl we'll talk about too so i watched a little bit of that as well yep i would say mine was the same i watched a lot of the gold cup that has got kicked off the group stages that's fun u.s soccer watching some of these other countries like canada and mexico obviously always good to see them but uh i actually didn't watch the sporting kc game i just caught the highlights i was i really got invested in el trafico on july 4th that was a great one uh but yeah like you said we'll talk about that a little later uh, but it looks like, you know, U.S. men's national team is in a good spot right now. It looks like sporting is playing a little bit better, so things are looking a little bit positive for uh, U.S. fans here in Kansas City. Yeah, and it seems like Curran is winning games as well. So we need the trifecta, both Kansas City teams and then U.S. men's national team, and if we just win all those games, we'll be happy. Yeah, have you uh, driven by the new current stadium lately? I have not, but I know it is something. Like, they oh. have a big steel. Yeah, they got all the steel girders in place. Man, That they are building that puppy fast, and it looks it looks cool. I'm super excited for that to open next year. I just want a ball to go into the river. <laughs> it's just blasted over the goal. That'd be pretty awesome, actually. Um, I think I mean, so. I'm pretty sure some of Sporting Kansas City's like misses would go in there. Yeah, yeah, Roger Espinosa definitely would hit that. If we ever sign Harry Kane, you know, he'll blast one up there on a PK. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool to see just a ball floating in the river. Um, we get that $100 ball for anyone, or probably more than that. Those yeah. match balls are not cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap. That's a actually a funny story. I was at a Sporting KC game once in the cauldron. And one of the guys during practice blasted one into the stands. This is like before the game even started. And one of the people in the college took it, got it, put it in his backpack, and just ran out of the stadium. It's like, okay, cool. I guess you, the $150 ball, you're just out of here, you know? <laughs> the quality wasn't that great on that day. <laughs> He's like, fuck this game. I want this soccer ball. <laughs> yeah, she just took it and ran. Yeah. We uh, checked one out at the current game, uh, Clay, the, our pitch side contact. He's kind of the inside source, so we asked yeah. him certain questions, but he let us like basically check out the ball, and we'd seen him before, but it That's was pretty, pretty cool sweet. to do that. That's pretty sweet. Um, but we can move into uh, overall the soccer you've watched the past few weeks. We'll go into the coldest moment. Uh, I guess we can call it for moment of the week, but uh, what do you got for me? Uh, I was going to do just the Trafico game with, uh, Ricky Pooge finally kind of delivering. I kind of talked that guy up, and he hasn't done too much, but he scored an amazing goal in front of 90,000 fans that they needed to have to get the result, to get to win, and um, it was a pretty pretty cool play if you check that out, just midfield sprint to tap it in with his toe. And uh, the other direction, um, Ilya scored one as well. So yeah. pretty cool games and nice header from your post, so. Yeah, I was thinking about making Ricky Pooge just the, I mean, really like the guy of the week. He had a great game against the LAFC. It was insane to watch. He really, he really just like put the team on his back and said, "We're not losing this." 
because I believe he scored and he had the assist on the other goal. Um, That's right. Yeah, hell of a match. Looking at some of the stats, it's it was like one of the best uh, first halves a midfielder has had all season. It was a hell of a performance and a, a great day to do it in front of so many fans. Um, I was kind of torn for my coldest moment of the, of the week. Um, I'm going to go with the Sebastian Drusi pass. I'm honestly not even sure what minute this was in. I was not watching this game. This is just something that I found on Twitter after the game. Uh, just a beautiful pass. And we'll link this in the show notes if you want to see this. Um, he gets a ball probably around the 40, like a little past midfield. Um, gets the ball, turns around and doesn't even like fully turn around and just has this insane uh, through ball to the forward that they end up not scoring. But it was just, it, it was just beautiful. I had, you don't see many passes like that. Definitely in the MLS. Uh, I want to mention a pass too. bonus uh, highlight here. Did you watch, you watch the highlights? Okay. God, he can, the pass is pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a great the whole pass. The goal was sweet. Yeah. Yep, that was a great buildup. Gadikinda's act looked like he was a DP for a moment, um, so that was good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was screaming. Um, and then another one I'll shout out was Darlington Nagby. Uh, he hit uh, one time volley, probably around twenty yards out. It's just like classic Darlington Nagby. I feel like he does this like once every three years. He'll just hit one of these bangers in, and just you know, that's just what he does. He just hits a banger every now and then. We got to get ninety thousand to Children's Mercy. That would be insane. <laughs> it wouldn't fit in there. Oh no way! That would be a nightmare, actually. Okay, let's aim for forty thousand. Yeah. Just scream. I mean, that place could feel pretty loud. It hasn't felt crazy in a while, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking, I guess we can go on to some of the headlines uh, that have been coming out of the MLS and soccer in general. We can start at El Trafico. So this was a big headline. It's the highest attended MLS game in history. I believe it was reported that they sold around 83,000 tickets. Uh, some reports say 90. Um, you know, what? who knows what? how many people are actually there, you know. Uh, but, yeah, amazing attendance. And I've been hearing some similar ideas of uh, people – with some of the rivalry games talking about what what it'd be like if we had uh, Columbus Crew versus Cincinnati, say in like the stadium that Ohio State football plays in, they can hold like ninety thousand stuff like that. Maybe a St. Louis Kansas City at Arrowhead that that'd be insane. Just stuff like that. You think that's filling up? <laughs> I think um, you know if the teams are good, probably because I think. Either team would have a lot of fans traveling. If we did it in a football stadium in St. Louis, a lot of Kansas City people would go, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of St. Louis people would come over. It's such an easy trip. Yeah, instead of doing it in Arrowhead, where I don't think personally it would be fill up very well, do it in whatever wherever the Rams used to play. Oh, yeah, the Edward Jones Dome. The Edward Jones Dome, and they don't have any sports to watch in St. Louis anymore besides yeah. hockey and the soccer now. Yeah. So maybe they would fill up that stadium. But yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Getting some of these places to bigger venues uh, would be super sick. But like we just got this brand new stadium and we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got two more game, two more St. Louis Kansas City rivalry matchups coming up. Yeah, we'll have one in 
Kansas City, I think, in August, and then one another in St. Louis in September, which I still don't really understand the MLS schedule of how we play the same teams three times. 29 teams. Yeah. That makes I, sense. And there's only like 35 games. I don't I don't know what's going on. The schedules, mm-hmm. there's, there's like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know what? Mm-hmm. Play three times. Yeah. We got to make the playoffs. Yeah. Most important thing. Didn't help that Galaxy won. Yeah, uh, but yeah, talking about uh, the July 4th LA Clash, LA's, or sorry, LA Galaxy are looking pretty... I found this on the web. Oh, okay, <laughs> Siri. Uh, LA Galaxy are looking pretty good right now. Yeah, they really are, and we were talking about firing their coach earlier. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I still think they should. I still think they will, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were also talking about LA as the... Uh, I need to stop saying LA. We're talking about LAFC as being the best team in the league. That's uh, not looking so great right now. You know now. who beat them the other day, or I want to say maybe a week ago, is Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver's... A, They're they, a strange operation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It that seems was a like, good win, though. They went to LAFC and won. It was their first road win. Yeah. And then they come to Kansas City, and we trash them. Yeah. So confusing. Yeah, and it... When SKC was in, was playing really bad, it was us and Vancouver at the bottom of the table. And now I think Vancouver's in the playoffs. We're close to the line. Mm-hmm. It's been an interesting ride it's there. It's like but all the bad teams kind of put it in gear. Yeah. Yeah. And now we got a, we got a new level of bad teams with like um, Minnesota – or not Minnesota. Um, with Colorado just looking like shit. Mm-hmm. So – that's that's back to normal. Yeah, yep, that's pretty normal. Um, but we can keep going. Uh, some other news: uh, Jim Curtin, the Philadelphia Union head coach, got extended through twenty twenty six. This is reported from the Athletic a few days ago. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on sort of uh, extending coaches like that, and comparatively to like other coaches in the league. Uh, Well-deserved. I think they've had a lot of success. They played in the Champions League, uh, made their way through. I don't think they, you know, won, but they got pretty far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their team is, like, top top, top three, top four or something. Yeah. Philadelphia looking good. Yeah, they're in a good spot right now. So, yeah, I think that he's a good coach, so he's proven it. It's worth it to extend it. One year's doing a good job. If you're not doing a good job and you don't make the playoffs, it probably doesn't make too much (laughs) sense to give your coach an extension. Yeah, so this is what I really want to talk about comparatively. uh, Philadelphia Union, like I said, extended Curtin through 2026. Sporting extended Peter Vermees through 2028 after a losing season. Um, Like, what do you think is like a proper extension for a head coach? How much time do you want them to be around the team? Sort of things of that nature. Uh. I would say three years is good. Three, four years. It. Someone had a quote, and it was very interesting. It was about the MLS, how our tolerance for losing is pretty high. Like, we don't care about losing. Yeah, I think, I think that was from uh, Gareth Bale. That's right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was, wasn't that interesting? Like, hmm, that, that does make sense. Because uh, I think it was, was in reference to Messi. I, yeah, because when Messi was coming over, I, I think, like, Gareth Bale was talking about, like, yeah, the win-loss culture, and when he was at Madrid, he was like, yeah, anytime we lost a game, 
we were like on suicide watch. That's obviously not what he said, but yeah. to, to that Unaccep- effect. Unacceptable. Yeah. You get the feeling that, yeah, that is true without, you know, relegation, some of these things. Not that all these leagues have relegation, but it's kind of like, oh, well, there's always an ex, you know, or the quote, I don't know who said it, but it's not, it's the last games that matter, you know. It's like some of these cultures, it's like every game matters. And if you lose, you should be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot different culture, but, uh, yeah, I forgot where we started that. Yeah, we were just, <laughs> the contrasting the oh, yeah, extensions. Yeah, yeah co- contracts for coaches. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It seems like uh, Jim Curtin deserves more time. Maybe he doesn't want that much time. I don't really know what his desires are, if he's still thinking. I mean, that would also line up with the next head coaching job for the U.S. men's national team. If in 2027 we no longer have Greg Berhalter, that he would be an available coach. So maybe that's what he's thinking. But it seems like he definitely deserves a lot more time coming off a supporter shield win in 2020. Good runs, still fielding a good team. Um, can't mm. say the same about Peter Vermees. So, yeah, you know who got fired uh, a couple weeks ago is Bob Bradley. Yeah, that was a big one. So that's interesting. And he was he kind of had the Peter Vermees role where you basically do everything yeah i don't think jim Curtin had that role though no i don't think he does i think there's still like a proper technical sporting mm-hmm. director with philly which is you know probably in a a good setup had to have two people doing the job of two people rather than have one person doing the job of two people but yeah i mean it hasn't been working out very well for toronto or sporting yeah that's right that's well said um I think as people get more knowledgeable about the league, not about the league, but about soccer in general, they're going to realize that that does require two positions. And I think that that's something that we're going to see what the results are. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be pretty obvious that, you know, having two people who one can focus on the on field, you know, play and the other can focus on everything else. Acquiring players. Pretty much. And that brings up uh, another interesting thing. Um, that we'll talk about like this transfer window just opened up for the MLS. And the first thing I see today is that Peter Vermees brings back Felipe Gutierrez, a former sporting player, which really makes you think like, does he have time to do both of these jobs? If you're just bringing back old players. Mm-hmm. He did that with Dom Dwyer. Yeah. Like we were training Dom Dwyer earlier this year. Like, dude, there's other players in the world besides like the 40 that, you know, Mm-hmm. Just, just baffling, and it, it still continues to baffle me when people think that a coach should also be the technical director and acquiring players. It seems, and I think the coach can have an influence, but yeah. let's have someone else scouting the player, showing the coach players. I think mm-hmm. that's just how how it should be. Like you have, and then the coach can make an assessment. Just copy what the good teams are doing, and not just try to do everything because it yeah. feels like one person's trying to do everything and. That's got to be exhausting. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, being a head coach in general is exhausting or should be. But now you have to oversee, you know, who to replace. You know, injuries have always been an issue for Sporting Kansas City, especially in the last three years, four years. It's like Vermees had a quote where he, like, hadn't had his starting, you know, the players. He, and he's talked about that a lot. Yeah. It's kind of a nice – it's almost like one of those things. If he didn't have that, what would he even say? <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. give him credit. You know, ha- definitely having Gotti Kinda out there is helpful. You know, having Polito score is helpful. Mm-hmm. So 
some of these things, but then it's like all it takes is one injury, and it's like, oh, we don't know what to yeah. do. We're kind yep. of screwed, and we're not out of the woods yet. We we had one good game, basically. Yeah, we'll, we still need to keep putting stuff together. Um, but as we're talking about transfers and stuff, like I mentioned, the transfer window just opened up a couple of days ago for the MLS. So this is the called the secondary transfer window for the MLS since the primary is over the winter. Uh, this is obviously a big time for international players to be moving since they are typically on break right now. So I just wanted to open up, talk about some of the transfers. Obviously, we're not going to sit here and name every single transfer that happened. That's insane. There's been a lot of go- lot going on. But I wanted to highlight one that really caught my eye. And it was Atlanta United uh, signing Tristan Muyombo, um, who is a midfielder coming from the French Second League. Uh, he is being acquired through, um, let me pull this up, I believe TAM money, so he's not going to be a DP, which is which is good. I think this is very interesting for Atlanta because obviously they got Tio Almada in the 10 role, and I think if uh, Muyombo can come in and really play more of a box-to-box role and go back on defense, it can really allow that creativity from Almada to, to really spark the offense. And we saw... Atlanta bring in uh, Yakamakis, or however you say his name, the Greek guy, who's been playing their forward, their more center forward role, who's been scoring a lot. So if they can have uh, Tigo Almada have more say in the offense and, and put the ball in where he can, because we've seen all of it, his ability to, one, like take these set pieces, put it in the back of the net, and just find his own players to make great goals as well as himself to – unlock that offense and see what another skilled midfielder can bring to this team. So I'm, I'm really excited about, about this for Atlanta. I think this could really help them try to move up in the East. Mm-hmm. You feel like that team should be higher than they are. Yeah. I mean, looking at the team and I, I, I yeah, I would think they'd, they'd be a lot better. I mean, the Tigo Amada signing has been great and he's such a, if one of the most skilled players in the MLS. And then they also have youth. When we look at like Caleb Wiley, the 18 year old U S men's national player who plays left back, I believe Mm -hmm. Um, people like that, that you'd really expect this team. And I believe they have uh, one of the Robinsons playing center back. Mm -hmm. I always forget. I think it's miles Robinson. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yep. I always get him and Anthony confused. I always forget which one's which, but American defenders. Yeah. Last name Robinson. Yep. You know, but yeah, I think that team should be very interesting. And and if this guy can come in and have some sort of skill at, you know, playing like a box to box role, it'd be cool to see Atlanta make a run in the East. I think you're, uh, along with the revolution, you like the Atlanta United as well. You want to see that team? Yeah. I mean, their, their players are fun. I mean, obviously no one's going to beat the revolution in the East. They're my team, but you know, I still, I, I mean, Carlos, or sorry, uh, Tigre Almada and Carlos Heel, I think are two of the best players in the MLS. And, and this obviously the important number 10 rule. I mean, there's honestly a bunch of great, uh, yeah, a bunch of good number 10s in this league, which were pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, another shout out uh, for Emmanuel Reynosa, the number 10 for uh, Minnesota United, hit an Olympico this weekend, Ooh. which was also the second of the year. Not for him, just in the MLS as a whole, which is mm-hmm. kind of surprising. 
Is an Olympico always a goalkeeping error? Because you feel like it. Yeah, it kind of seems like it, right? Kind of expected to save that. Yeah. So it's like when a corner kick goes in directly. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It kind of has to be. I know the I forget who it was, but the first one that happened this year, they said like the it was really windy, so it was like blowing into the goal to really like allow the ball to to curve more. But it still seems like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't expect it, but it, it's also like not that hard to deal with, right? Unless, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's good. I saw that Sergio Busquets is going to enter Miami to join Lionel Messi as well. That'll be interesting. I wonder how good Miami will be now. Do you think yeah. they're just gonna automatically? Because they're, they're not that great. Yeah, they're so. I, one of the worst teams in the league right now. I know they're bottom of the East. Um, I, I'm not, I was, I've rarely check like comparative East to West, but they might be the worst in the league, points wise. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, uh, Busquets coming. I've heard rumors of God. I can't think of it now. Romo. I'm, Tony. Yeah, Tony Romo's coming to play soccer. Um, God, I can't think. There's some other old like 2010s era. Barcelona players considering coming over as well, hmm. which, you know, it'll, it will be interesting. I think Inter-Miami is still in the U.S. Open Cup, so maybe they could win that trophy. That would kind of be funny to see, like, Messi standing there holding the U.S. Open Cup. Like, what the hell did I just win? <laughs> uh, but, I really um, wish Tulsa Athletic would have, like, advanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lionel Messi versus Tulsa Athletic in the final. <laughs> They're playing in a 2,000-seat stadium in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, that would be what, good. What, I don't even know, like, how they would react. Like, what are they going to stay at, like, a best Western? <laughs> like, this team of millionaires rolling up in Tulsa, staying at a best Western? Like, that's I don't good. know. That's right. That's that's mm-hmm. always a funny image. Yeah, they were one penalty kick. We watched that game. They could Oh, yeah. Result. It was a weird game. Yeah, that was a that that was a rough one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inter Miami will be interesting to watch this year. We'll see how those transfers, we'll see how those work out. I I also heard uh, Busquets is coming on, not a DP contract, not a DP contract, whatever that means mm. for his salary, because you I mean you know he'll still be getting a bunch of money. I believe he turned down a Saudi offer as well. I wonder how corrupt the MLS can possibly be. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, this also, I feel like, has to be like a pretty good time to do away with all these dumb salary rules anyway. Like, if if teams are evil and, and they want to come here, let them bring the players that they want. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the league is in a good financial position now. That definitely wasn't the same when these rules started. Uh, but like we've talked about with the Apple TV deal, which I have read reports that that is going to be, that is going to start uh, revenue sharing with the MLS, which means they got enough subscribers to like pay the MLS now. That's a good sign. Uh, so it seems like the league is in a good spot financially where if one team wants to spend whatever they want, then let them, you know, other teams need to keep up. Yeah, Jackson, what's it called? There's something they were talking about this with Bale when they were getting him. And it's like basically a rule that says you can spend more 
than you typically could. Oh, yeah. So each team has three designated players, which are unrestricted to the amount of money they make. And the rest of the players have to like stay within a certain salary range unless you use targeted allocation money or general allocation money, which I don't really understand how that's acquired either. But mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's how it works. Essentially, if someone's like, oh, this team can't afford it. Oh, but target allocation money yeah it's it's like if there's if they're like over the threshold for like yearly salary you can use like targeted allocation money to buy it down to like buy it down essentially and get them below the threshold but it's Mm -hmm. it's all like a cluster that no one really understands and then like good apple tv should do a special on it that actually would be a great use of their resources explaining the salary rules or all aspects of it like some of it is a little shady, but yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on in the transfer or not. Yeah, the transfer window. I'm sure we'll continue to see stuff, see news breaking over the next few weeks. I'm sure Sporting KC won't do anything, as Peter Vermees has historically said he doesn't like the summer transfer window, which is just great coaching. Wasn't it last year we picked up like four players in the summer transfer window? Yeah, we picked up Tommy and Agata in the summer transfer window. and it's we like, had no team. Yeah, and the, the, he like stated himself this was one of the first times he's ever done that. It's like, okay, dude, I don't know. You've been coaching forever and you never thought to use the summer transfer window? <laughs> to like make a change? <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn. Um, rough go, but yeah. We'll see what happens with sporting with other teams. See if any, you know, see if maybe Ronaldo comes to the MLS. <laughs> see if he signs with sporting. We got to be top of his list, top of top of his mind right now. Yeah, I don't think he's coming here. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe Benzema will want to leave Saudi. Who knows? <laughs> A lot of good options. Um, but yeah, in other news, uh, we saw an article with ESPN this week come out about Tim Ream and his future with the U.S. men's national team. He was very declarative in his uh, in his words, saying that he does not see himself as aging out of the 2026 World Cup and, in fact, wants to and has his goal set on playing in 2026. So that's some exciting news. We'll see where that goes. But, uh, you know... Seeing what he said and, and hearing some of that, what, what 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 do you think about that, Mike? I'm excited for it. He's a Premier League player. He might be aging, but if he wants to keep playing, he should do it. That's what I think. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't really seen any signs of age yet from him. Um, I center back, so he doesn't really need quite the speed or pace that would be requ- that would be like lost from a forward at that age, but. Mm-hmm. And look at his performance, continue doing that, and age is just a number. Yeah, well, I, th- I believe he'll be 39 during 2026. Which is pretty old. Yeah, it is pretty old, but it would be great. I mean, he had a great World Cup in 22. Uh, he's been playing great with Fulham. So we'll see where that goes, but he is exciting to see that he wants to and he doesn't intend on retiring unless something happens in from now to then, but yeah, good for him. Yeah, and it sounds like he was a late addition to this World Cup as well. Is that right? That he like got a call from. That sounds vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't. The... Christian always tells the story. Yeah, I wasn't that. I, I didn't take notes on the team building before this World Cup. So, 
But yeah, so that, those are some of the big news items. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Mike? I heard that Sheffield United was wanting to bring Wayne Rooney back to the Premier League. You can't have him. <laughs> oh, did they really say that? As a player or a coach? As a coach. Oh, damn. <laughs> that would have been awesome if he was trying to go as a player. <laughs> Definitely coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking a little bit more on Wayne Rooney here in a minute. Uh, funny guy. Uh, the lovable It's a drinking drunk. story. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, before we get there to Wayne Rooney and his shenanigans, what he's up to, we're going to do a little scrap of the week. Um, I can go ahead and take this one first. So this is like a more overarching thing with MLS. Um, they recently released Marvel collabs for like warm-up jerseys, which I hate. Um, and then they also released a Marvel ball soccer ball collab with the mls which is just annoying so one i don't like first and foremost i hate this collab with marvel why the hell is like a soccer league collaborating with a fucking comic book (laughs) thing i don't get this who and those warm-up jerseys look god awful it was like a captain america shield like interwoven like hundreds of times on the jersey it looks terrible if i see anyone buying that i am making fun of them in real life (laughs) it is so stupid but then the soccer ball is equally stupid. Who the why? I don't I don't know who they're trying to appeal to. Um, but then just the amount of like single use warm up jerseys that the MLS tries to sell that are all the same for every team. Just stop it, you know. Like who? I don't understand who's buying this stuff to begin with. I don't want like a jersey that's the same for every single team. I don't. Why would I want that? The thing I like about like the jerseys that I buy is that they're unique and like unique to that team. But you know, whatever. If they're continuing to make money, y'all gotta stop buying this shit. So they stop making it. But that's my that's my scrap of the week. Yeah. Well, I had just heard this just now, and I agree with you completely. What a joke! I hate Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, terrible. come on. Also, watch real movies, people. There's the same movie every time. <laughs> I can I can just like go off on this this yeah, entire time why Marvel sucks, but it's like they're not even anywhere filming the movie. Yeah. They're like in a closet. Yeah, they've had a disastrous effect on the film industry. It's terrible. They're 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 bad movies. Please just watch a real movie. All right. Well, my scrap of the week is going to be Mexico. Mexico <laughs> lost guitar. The, the entire country. <laughs> it is. So get your shit together, Mexico. Yeah, didn't Qatar make it to the to the elimination rounds now because of it? That's right. So, <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, Mexico, you really fucked that one up. I actually don't know. It's still group stage, so no, they ended group stage. Okay, that was, I believe, on Monday. Um, so the bracket is set, which the U.S. is playing Canada in the first round. Oh, nice. So that's kind of a tough draw, but we should win, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the way Mex- we're playing. Mexico definitely should have beat Qatar. I, also, why are they even in the Gold Cup? They're so, yeah, in the fucking Qatar Middle is, Eastern country. The, Qatar is on the Qatar is playing Panama in the semifinal. Like what? Are, what's going on? Why are they? they in better this? not win. Oh my god. Why Mexico. don't? Why don't we invite someone like no, Uruguay or something? It is quarterfinal, so it's not semifinal. I definitely spoke there, but the winner of U.S. Canada, presumably us, will play the winner of Panama and Qatar. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if Qatar Thanks to wins. Mexico. Yeah, Qatar goes on a dream run and wins the gold cup. I did 
uh, talked to some Mexicans yesterday, Mexican-Americans, and they had this theory that Mexico is just saving it. Like, they're just phoning it in until the final. Like, they just – well, they probably will be. <laughs> yeah. It's always Mexico, United States. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes, I'm sure. I mean, I kind of feel like the U.S. has to lose to the Mexico somewhat soon. You know, you can't keep a streak like this going forever. Yep. July 16th, 6.30. We got to watch that. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, speaking of notable things coming up, I believe it's that same week, uh, July 22nd maybe, is the MLS All-Star Game. Um, so, this is just going to be sort of the next segment, just talking about the All-Star Game. Uh this is coached by Wayne Rooney, so that's what he's up to. That's our breaking news about Wayne Rooney. He will be coaching. Um, but, I, God, I can't even remember who we're playing. I think we might be playing Arsenal. Does that sound right? I kind of forget. Uh, but just, we're going to take some time to sort of dissect what an MLS All-Star game means to us as fans. Should we continue to do it? What have we liked in the past? Things like that. Um, so, Mike, can you confirm that? Are we playing Arsenal? Yep. Okay, cool. MLS All-Stars versus Arsenal on, like, July 22nd or something. Um, just uh, friendly of sorts. And they'll be doing, like, skills competitions before the day before, something like that. Uh, I guess, like, generally, like, how do you feel about the MLS doing an All-Star game? What do you think of – do you even watch it? Have you watched it? Never watched it. It reminds me of the NBA, like the three-point shooting contest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't can't say that I've watched too many. I do remember watching. I feel maybe last year, or the year before, it was the U.S. or the MLS All Stars versus Liga MX All Stars, which I thought was a lot more fun, entertaining. Um, I could really care less about a European team coming over during the summer. Who, I don't know. Yeah, they're not going to try. No, yeah. no one's trying. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like um, a very clear Americanization of, like, soccer. Because, like, like you said, NBA does all-star. MLB does the all-star game. NFL tries to. Theirs is really fucking stupid now. They play, like, flag football. Who it just goes to show you how physical the sport is makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess... If you were creating like your version of the MLS, you 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 think you just get rid of the All Star Game, just yeah, screw it, fly right by it. Um, that also, I heard an interesting idea. Uh, so, not MLS All Star related, but MLB All Star related. So that's coming up next week, and they play the All Star Game on Tuesday, I think when they always have that Wednesday and Thursday off. And those are two days in sports in America that like no sports are being played that the MLS really needs to be like, no, we're going to take these as like a huge day for the MLS. Cause like everyone's like, Oh, no baseball. There's no NBA. There's no NFL. There's no hockey. Like mm-hmm. what do we do? It's like, yo, MLS, this is like, you should be shoving games right here and be like, Hey, come watch a fucking game. Uh-huh. Love it. But that's a good idea. Yeah. So. It's, it's interesting to have the, the European team come, like all the other All Star games, is like with each other. The East versus the West, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think that'd even be a better model for the MLS to do an All Star game. Is just keep it conference versus conference. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. I I honestly don't know what a European team. I guess like more casual fans are like, oh, Arsenal's here. Why wouldn't people expect for Arsenal to win? I mean, are we or trying? Try. I mean, Arsenal is a team. The MLS All Star <laughs> isn't a team. It's just yeah. a bunch of our good. Players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, who knows? Maybe they win. Yeah, that's it. weird. I don't. I heard that Arsenal's trying to get uh, Mbappe because his contract is. Up. Yeah, I heard Mbappe wants a shit ton of money. Obviously, he does, but <laughs> I heard it's around like four hundred million, something like that, which is wild. Yeah. He wants to own another team, or yeah, yeah, he can come buy a team in MLS. You know. We have a Mbappe versus Messi rivalry. He could be the thirtieth team. <laughs> yeah, he's not even in this city. It's just <laughs> he's wherever he wants at that day of the week. You know, maybe he wants to play in New York this week. Maybe the next week he wants to play in Phoenix. Who knows? Yeah, just let him do whatever. It's a traveling team, like the Harlem Globetrotters, but in the MLS. That'd be kind of funny. That would be Mbappe Circus team. Mbappe Circus FC. Boom. There you go. He has a bus though. He's got to <laughs> get around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no flying for him. It's like a nice bus. New segment. <laughs> yep. So that's sort of. I mean, all in all, the All Star Game and the MLS seems kind of played out unnecessary. It's it's definitely weird given like the length of soccer seasons that they're just like, oh no, let's just like play this dumb friendly in the middle. People might show up. <laughs> Sell the Marvel. Yeah, it seems like a, yeah, it seems kind of like, kind of like a punishment to be on the All Star team. You're like, oh shit, I gotta go play a game in a different city right now. They probably have some bonus. It's like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, which is almost half of Roger Espinosa's salary. <laughs> so he 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 may have been pretty pissed he didn't make it. He needs the money, I think. Yeah, but um. I also think it's like a decent way to highlight who's playing well right now. But then you also, you know, as always, fan voting can turn to shit sometimes um, as a way to decide who's like the best in the league. But it is interesting to see who is generally thought of as good. But I think you can do that without actually having a game. Where is this game i believe it's in in dc which is why wayne rooney is coaching Mm -hmm. which also i don't know how they decide who coaches because dc didn't do shit last year like typically i feel like the winning coach like gets to coach the all-star game in other sports someone just decided well dc yeah wayne rooney was making deals in the bar with uh mls executives probably bought a few pitchers and uh they're like all right you're gonna be the coach that's right well, that's just how stuff gets done in England. You heard it here first. Yeah, th- these are true stories. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of what we have on the MLS All-Star Game coming up. Feel free to watch it or not. Um, I do. Oh, one more thing before we uh, sort of start wrapping this up. I do want to shout out old MLS All-Star Games were pretty sick. Uh, if you ever saw the goalie battles, they'd put like two goals probably about 20 yards apart and just have goalies like throwing the ball at each other <laughs> that was sick it was cool it was like american gladiators yeah i don't know why they don't bring that part back that was like the one thing people loved is just seeing two goalies throwing a ball at each other but you know we lost a, we lost a good one with that you can't always have nice things yeah yeah so 
that's sort of all we have for today. We'll sort of go in. What 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 have you been going? I know you've been working on a lot in uh, Kansas City soccer, Mike. So why don't you share a little there? Yeah. Thank you. We had our first league game that went really well. We took pictures of the teams. We had referees out there. Good games. And where it was in the plaza it was pretty cool because they had this loose park across the street. So people would like come over and like watch and um, just kind of was a nice setup for you know people who aren't used to seeing uh, sports being played uh, in the plaza area. And given too that a lot of people just walk around kind of in headphones and in their own like people looked up and they're like people playing soccer what the heck and they would come and there was a few people who were just like absolutely ecstatic which was fun to see and uh, overall positive event but you're right Jackson has been a lot of work kind of preparing and getting the schedules and arrangements and referees and da 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 but it has been so fun so if you're bored Saturday morning come check it out and uh, did anyone come play very clearly hungover from the night before <laughs> oh yeah you want to oh, shout yeah. anyone out? Or? Uh, <laughs> definitely Breno, although he's having a birthday party, one of the Brazilian players. Uh, he was he called it the Hangover League, which did crack <laughs> yeah. me up. Saturday morning. It, it, is, it is the Hangover League, but uh, you know what? It is a good way to cure a hangover, that's for sure. You can sweat out the alcohol and uh, score some goals. So, yeah. Come check that out. Thanks. Yep, yep. Anything else going on? You play any good mm, Not too much. I've been playing some... Uh, I played in the in that on Saturday morning. I haven't been playing outdoors because kind of focusing on the league, making mm-hmm. sure that that's organized and and done well. Um, so I want people to do it again. Honestly, I want to I want to keep doing them and keep uh, keep growing the the mojo. It feels like it's something that's that's happening. So happy to be a part of it. And yeah, definitely shout out to Eddie for for doing a lot of organization and answering to emails and doing all that stuff too. That we all kind of team effort putting it all together but what about you i just you got some sick new goalie gloves jackson yeah uh personal news my car was stolen so i had to buy new soccer stuff uh so got new cleats that's cool first i haven't bought new cleats since like 2015 so that's fun and nike or adidas uh adidas uh and i went laceless oh dang so my shoes well when you're a goalie you can't tie your your shoes at during the game anyway so it's like oh may as well try this out it feels kind of weird but first time you do you get chipped (laughs) yeah it's like oh shit no they're countering (laughs) fuck um i knew i should have got the laces (laughs) yeah so i got some laceless adidas cleats and then i got a new pair of goalie gloves and they're the uh model that matt turner uses so that's pretty cool uh pretty exciting they're like red gloves um and yeah pretty excited about that had a pretty bad game last night though so maybe i need to return them a little rusty yeah the gloves got to your head yeah it's like oh i can stop anything but jokes but then okay also my team missed another fucking pk this week that's like four weeks in a row they missed a pk (laughs) and i'm telling them if they miss one more i get the next one after that you should you should go right down the middle yeah just at least put it on in the like put it on target everyone has been like over or hit a crossbar it's like come on man it's rough we haven't had a pk in our league yet but i'm looking forward to one of them so hopefully that happens yeah yeah i think all right good episode yep i think that's about it so next coming up uh just some housekeeping stuff our next episode is going to be a women's world cup preview so that should be out just in time for everyone to 
listen before they start watching some women's international soccer. Yeah, so, got some fun events yep. planned for that too. So. Yeah. So till then, uh, have a lovely evening, everyone. See you, everyone.